Welcome to Tradewinds, the mindfulness and nature podcast with Chloe and Joe from Kadama.org. Today, we'll be talking about forest bathing, tail-ended by some mindfulness meditation with Chloe, which maybe you'll choose to do in a forest this time. Thank you for joining us. Let's begin. Good morning, Joe. Morning, Chloe. So forest bathing, uh, this is something... We're going straight in. We're straight in. <laughs> We're straight in. Why not? Uh, you know what? This is something that 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 I, uh, I I came across I guess uh at the start of this year forest bathing was was something I thought was uh quite a foreign concept uh derived from 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 Asia and I'd not really uh, not really come across it in in the UK um and then I noticed a few things online um I noticed that the uh the, the forestry commission for example in in, in England were promoting this practice as well um and i thought oh there, there, there must be something to this why are people doing this um and i think it was at the start of the uh, start of the lockdown actually when i was going for some local walks i thought you know why not i'm, I'm going to take a bit more time when i'm out and about uh, instead of blitzing through uh, blitzing through the forest or, or on my you know usual usual route i'm actually going to going to take the time to to stop uh, and I know that's something here at Kadama that we're, we're all about stopping and actually taking in mm. our surroundings and giving some thought to uh, our intentions because it can be very easy to be somewhere and, and be distracted by by other thoughts um, I mean Chloe how many times have you gone for a walk without really being there you know your head's been in other things yeah yeah too many times um, and I think that is, you hit the nail on the head, one of the reasons that I felt passionate about starting Kadharma, which is trying to basically bring people's eyes up from the floor when they're walking to the stuff that's around them, because it's so difficult to feel connected to our environment or feel connected to nature if we're, you know, stuck in our bubble thinking about what we're doing this afternoon or what we did yesterday and not being present and that mindfulness that comes with just observing um, can really, really like, I guess, just awaken this sense of joy in ourselves. And this, uh, once you feel gratitude for what you have, you feel like you have enough to give back. And so from that sort of place, people can start seeing ways of, you know, how can I help protect nature? How can I help give back to this beautiful place that's nurturing me? Um so yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a beautiful thing um, to practice. Could you, for people who don't know what forest bathing is, or nature therapy, or ecotherapy, um, could you give us a little description of what you mean by that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess it's all about how you how you want to shape uh, that experience. But essentially, it's going into a forest or a natural setting taking in your surroundings using all of your senses and thinking about how does that environment make you feel uh, it's about looking around being observant finding pleasure in nature's small details uh, and, and maybe through that you'll 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 connect better to yourself you know sit quietly uh, observe keep your eyes open maybe close your eyes you know stay as long or as short as you can you know it could even be just spending one minute just you know being at, at peace with yourself um and I think it can be quite 
revitalizing uh, in the same way that going for a wild swim or going for a dip in cold water, uh, you know, it can, it can really lift, uh, lift your mood and you can come out the other side as a, as a new person. Mm. And the other thing is it, it brings you closer to, to the things around, you know, we, we, we said, uh, you know, you can sometimes go for a walk, but, but not be present. So it's, it's, it's about being present. Uh, yeah. I was out with my, uh, sister, uh, earlier this week and, uh, you know, she said we, we, we stopped in a spot by a river found these amazing pools to, to, to go for a swim. Uh, and halfway through, she just stops, uh, and was just, you know, looking, looking out and she said, you know, all year, uh, I've, I've not been in a spot like this where there's no other people. Well, except for me, uh, no other people and no things. Yeah. All we could see around us was just natural, you know, it's, it, it, it's what should be there, which is, which is quite refreshing. Um, so I guess, yeah, forest bathing is about, about disconnecting, uh, you know, turning off your device. Maybe, maybe don't even, maybe not, maybe don't even take your phone with you, um, which is a, a strange concept, um, yeah. these days. Um, but yeah, it's about disconnecting, reconnecting, slowing down, um, and, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, you can, you can find a way to, to, to meditate, um, at the same time um and practically you know you could be standing up sitting down looking up looking down looking around um well I guess there's quite a nice uh thought with looking up um and I've, I've read a few books recently which have which have talked about looking up because often in modern day society we we look down mm-hmm. a lot of the time I don't know whether you find that being in London yeah yeah, it's like a social thing, I think, partially, when you're in a, an urban environment and you're surrounded by people, uh, especially a society that's kind of taught you to keep yourself to yourself. And um, especially in London, that, you know, speaking to strangers or smiling at them is a is a social no-no. Uh, so the easiest thing, if you're walking on a busy street, is to just, yeah, look down at your feet, just, you know, not really plan for where you're going. Um, and... I I realize the benefits of looking up on a very literal level uh, when you're in a city that has beautiful architecture and you, you look up and the tops of buildings are beautiful, actually. And the way that those buildings have been planned, the urban planning that goes into what needs to be next to what. Um, Boston is a wonderful city for that. I used to live in Boston and I, I had a Facebook album, I remember, of photos called Don't Forget to Look Up. Um, and it was just pictures of really cool, uh, visual landscapes that are created when you see from a completely different perspective, what an architect wanted you to see, but none of us are even looking at. Um, and I think that goes for nature really beautifully as well. We don't oftentimes look up into the canopy of a forest. We don't necessarily look up and see the formations of clouds, um, And those are both like amazing sort of oil paintings that nature's creating for us for free that we could go be looking at in a gallery of the outdoors. Um, But often we're, you know, either looking down again at our feet because we've trained ourselves to do that, or uh, maybe we've got a dog with us and we're 
paying a little bit too much attention to what the dog's doing. I'm definitely guilty of that. Um, or you might even be like looking at your phone, like you said, even on a hike, because you're just so programmed into that being uh, a go-to activity when you're walking. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely a habitual thing and, and breaking that habit is certainly part of practicing, uh, the slowing down of nature therapy or going and forest bathing. It's sometimes called Shinrin Yoku if people are familiar with that term. Um, and there's actually a lot of health effects of just sitting in nature, uh, that they've been able to do brain scans and things of people who have uh, been stressed and gone and sat in nature for a period of time and come back out. Uh, and there have been actual observational um, effects on these people of reduced stress, which has knock on sort of cardiovascular uh, implications because their blood pressure goes down. Um, it, it helps improve their their um, sleep-wake cycle as well. And if you get a bit more in, in tune with nature and nature cycles, you're you're starting to actually follow those rhythms yourself as we get re- in touch with your circadian rhythm a little bit more the way all mammals are supposed to. <laughs> um, wow. and, and generally just having that obviously stress reduction and reducing sort of aggression and um, improving relationships and all of these things are, you know, um, knock on effects of just going and being in nature. And I think there's not, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, Scotland has now said, the NHS has said that actually nature is a prescription as a stress reduction tool. And they are telling people, well, not in the lockdown, obviously, but they are telling people that you should go spend some time in nature as an actual prescription. So I think the medical industry is realizing like this, there's huge benefits just reconnecting to nature. Um, I guess hundreds of 200 years ago, whatever, they also were saying like, oh, you know, for your health, go down to the seaside, Um, which I think is like, you know, I used to laugh at when I would read those like Victorian books. Um, I was like, yeah, as if that's going to help, but it really would. So, you know, they knew something we, we forgot. (laughs) Yeah. It's been quite interesting. This, this, uh, this year in particular has been in, in some senses all about going back to some of the principles that, uh, people often live by like 40 50 years ago uh you know yeah things like yeah going 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 down to the going down to the going to the, well even the victorians even uh yeah often often you had coastal bathing resorts some of these places are now not yeah. thought of as bathing resorts but uh they obviously saw huge benefit um in that sort of thing and you know there's been other things we've been doing this you know things like going back to bottled milk you know uh all these things which have developed on now for 30, 40 years. And, you know, we've seemingly tried to get to a better, a better way of doing things. Now we've kind of reverted throughout uh, <laughs> this, uh, this pandemic we're going through. Uh, mm. I find it fascinating. It is fascinating. I also like, I was reading some, there's a term for this and I don't have it off, off the top of my head, but where people long for, I guess this is particularly for Americans, they long for this frontiering spirit, which was uh, when our country was founded, we then encouraged people to go conquer the land and discover the land and like, you know, move from the coastal areas, which had been somewhat developed for about a hundred years. And then just, you know, take a caravan of horses out West and see what you find, build your own like 
town and, and start over and work with the land and stuff. Um, you know, that has a lot of political issues. So let's just acknowledge that. <laughs> but that like pioneering spirit, I guess, um, is something that I think a lot of people are longing for in this lockdown of like just a sense of escape, a sense of starting over, a sense of going back to olden times. Um, and that, that has some kind of psychological, uh, like a real psychological thing that happens to people when they're in situations where they're kind of somewhat trapped, uh, whether that's just trapped by the routines of their life or like we're all kind of trapped at home a little bit more than we'd like to be. So, yeah, I think it's it's definitely fascinating that people are, myself included, uh, longing for this times gone by um, when, in fact, those times were incredibly difficult and perhaps we should be working on being a bit more grateful for the modern inventions we do have uh, and really appreciating those because, in a way, if you don't appreciate what you have and you're always looking backwards, you're not going to be satisfied. So you're going to keep trying to innovate, keep trying to get to the next thing. And um, oddly enough, I think if we just sit happily with what we have right now, we end up becoming a bit more like the past. We end up slowing down and we end up kind of saying, I don't need to innovate. I don't need to get that next iPhone or I don't need to get that next job. I can just kind of be one with what I have. And a really good way of doing that is I think going out into nature and sitting and kind of realizing your place in nature as well. Like I'm just one human species, <laughs> one of the human species out here in nature. And there's so much biodiversity around me. I'm small compared to what's going on. Uh, I'm so lucky that I can be a part of this ecosystem. I'm so lucky that the earth is supporting me and, giving me food and giving me shelter. Uh, and yeah, I think it can be a grounding experience in that way as well for people to kind of just realize like my life isn't, shouldn't be defined by the life, the human activity that's going on that in my day to day, it's actually should be a bit more defined by where, where I fit in history and in just you know, I guess the food chain or the, the ecosystem that I live in, um, because that's ultimately the truth, right? If you want to ask who, who am I and what am I meant to be doing on this planet? If you look into just, well, what does a human mean to the earth? Uh, and what, what is it meant for hundreds of thousands of years, not just the last sort of 4,000? Um, I think that's kind of also part of it for me anyway, is like, just getting that realization of like, how do I fit in? What is my place? How do I relate to all of the stuff around me? And I think that experience also helps you take into your day-to-day life a, a bit more gratitude, a bit more centeredness. Yeah. And, and, and I guess if, if you're maybe not in, entirely happy with, with, with what you're doing or where you're at, then Sometimes you do need to 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 stop, and, and and forest bathing I think is quite good for that. Um, momentum is is something that we're we're used to in modern society. I think just going and going and going and going, and sometimes just continuing doing things without necessarily reflecting on those practices. Uh, and it can be a great thing because it can it can really 
you know, take you from from one thing, one project to the next. Um, but you know, you can go months, well, day to day, week to week, month to month, sometimes without actually uh, actually actually stopping. You just sort of uh, go and do the the same thing uh, again and again. Uh, so I think forest bathing also encourages the art of stopping. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's that's important as a person uh, to be able to stop, reflect, and and redirect uh, to make sure you you're making the most of your life, making the most of things, and you know making sure you're you, you, you're doing things that you would you know hopefully uh, later on in life be uh, be proud of. Uh, because yeah, as you said, one yeah one big question as a as a human is yeah why am I here? What am I mm. doing? What should I be doing? Uh, so surely yeah reconnecting with nature can be a big big help with uh, with getting your head around that so for today's meditation i think it's appropriate that we place ourselves in either an imaginary or a real forest and connect with the sights and sounds um, and feelings that we get when we sit with nature, particularly when we sit with trees. So for this meditation, you can choose to stand like a tree and imagine yourself as one of the trees in the forest, or you can sit tall and imagine the base of your tree spreading out from your sit bones and spreading up through the crown of your head. So as we start to settle into our posture, we're going to first really try to connect to the earth and the ground. So grounding ourselves into the soil, imagining roots spreading from our feet, from our sit bones. Diving deep into the soil, maybe finding other tree roots along the way, brushing against them, intertwining with them. Really starting to feel sturdy, rooted, planted. When people say plant your feet on the ground before you lift heavy objects, this is really actually a good exercise to quickly imagine. As beings that can walk around and be quite flexible and quite mobile, it's sometimes hard to settle into the psyche or the experience of a living being that doesn't move. Or I should say doesn't move horizontally that often. (laughs) 
just as we grow, trees also grow, but much more slowly, much taller. And as they stretch up to the sky, they're seeking light. The taller their neighbors are, the taller they have to be to get that light. And so over time, you and your fellow trees grow together and stretch up, up, up into the sky rooted in the ground, your root systems communicating to each other, sharing nutrients, messages, your leaves experiencing all of the seasons, visitors to your branches, change from day to night and it all has an effect on your lived experience so if you've done the mountain meditation with us you'll recall these visualization techniques of seeing time passing but with a tree Instead of being completely unaffected or minimally affected, trees are quite responsive. So as seasons change, leaves fall, turn colors, different animals come to burrow or nest, harvest their nuts from the tree, The cold affects the way that you can process water sources. The moisture in the air, the heat of the air affects the way that you can grow. You're dependent on the nutrients in the soil around you. You are unable to escape a plight like an insect infestation or a disease that's spreading among the forest. You rely on your immediate network You rely on your habitat, your environment, and your home to keep you growing, safe, and strong. But instead of worrying about whether or not you will receive those nutrients, or whether or not a plight is coming for your part of the forest. Instead, trees teach us a different kind of wisdom, which comes from trusting. Trusting and gratefully receiving 
what we do have in our environment and what we are able to achieve as we grow. If you are in a forest or the next time you walk past a tree, I would invite you to approach it with this curiosity. Imagine how long that tree has been there. How many difficult winters, hot summers, it's weathered. Can you see scars from some of these difficult times on the trunk? And is the tree standing tall today, having overcome those difficult times? I love going to trees that have been struck by lightning and split in two but are still growing, have in some cases grown back together. I love those trees because I think they express a certain energy and a certain defiance of their circumstances. If you notice a tree that's not doing so well, Sometimes it's nice to put a hand on the tree and say thank you for being part of this beautiful environment and send it some good wishes. When we imagine ourselves as the trees in the forest and we practice compassion for those trees by identifying with their experiences with their current state, whether if it's not a good state. It helps us both empathize with ourselves and our own lives and with the lives and the people in our immediate community, in our forest. And hopefully, it also helps you feel more connected with the cycles of nature And with that immediate lush green environment that is so fruitful for so many animals and insects on the food chain that call that forest home. And when we can connect with nature in this way and really empathize I think sometimes there are surprising ways that we can help that immediate environment that come to mind, that go above and beyond some of the things we know we could or should be doing, like picking up litter. I think there's also newfound ways like advocacy, uh, citizen science projects, planting, campaigning, We're simply sitting and just being part of a beautiful moment in nature. 
So as we close down from our visualization practice, return to the breath for just a few moments. Reflect back on the journey we've been on, first as tree, then as friend of trees, and into the wider harmony of being in a forest. Thank you for joining us today. We will see you next time.